Thank you for downloading this in-ear entertainment podcast. You're listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets. Sonnet 114 Or whether doth my mind, being crowned with you, drink up the monarch's plague at this flattery? Or whether shall I say mine eyne saith true, and that your love taught it this alchemy, to make of monsters and things indigest such cherubins as your sweet self resemble, creating every bad a perfect best, as fast as objects to his beams assemble? Oh, tis the first, tis flattery in my seeing, and my great mind most kingly drinks it up. Mine eye well knows, my eye well knows what with his gust is greeing, 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 and to his ah, and to his palate doth prepare the cup. If it be poison, tis the lesser sin that mine eye loves it and doth first begin. That was Sonnet One Fourteen, which slightly threw me halfway through. You're listening to Shakespeare Sonnets, and I am Mark Chatterley, and I am joined, as always, by a slightly smug smiling. <laughs> Jerry Healers. I'm not I'm not smug, I just it took me a second to realise that greeing was just agreeing without the A because there was a there was a vowel too much in there. That's that's exactly so. why my, my brain went greening and I went no greening's not a word. It's greeing and then my brain went, No greeing's not a word either. <laughs> that's Oh damn you Shakespeare. <sighs> this is this is actually one of the reasons I don't like uh, forms of poetry like this where they have a very strict meter in the poem poetry that i write which isn't very much because i'm not very good at poetry it's just free free verse yeah because i i find much more interest in in rhythm that you get going not one that's been imposed or a rhyme structure that you just find you fall into rather than one that's been imposed but i i on the other hand i know poets who do their best work when they're forced to write in a certain way so who knows? What about you? you? You write poetry, don't you? I I I prefer free verse, but sometimes it, I just like a challenge of just going. This this I'm, I'm gonna write a sonnet now, or I'm gonna write a ballad, or whatever kind of of um, of form I go for. Just I don't know. It's it's kind of like just setting yourself a challenge. <laughs> yeah, I've now got an image. I, I I don't I don't I don't enjoy, well. I still enjoy it, but it just it takes me way longer because it is a fixed form. Yeah, and and you have to play with the words a lot more. It, it, I guess uh, that's why maybe I don't like it because in my mind it gets in the way of what I'm trying to say because I have to start, I have to start thinking this is what I want to say, but I can't say that because of this structure. So I have to say this, which alters this, and I don't like that. Yeah, but then it's kind of a challenge of trying to get what you want to say into that form. Mm. I mean, it's like like Twitter. You have a sentence, and you have to get that sentence down to 140 words, no matter how you. Oh, that is fun, and, and it makes you really weird things, like put something into the active voice rather than the passive voice, which is actually what you should be doing when you're writing, anyway. Um, except for for some reason, we naturally fall as humanity into a sort of passive voice, which is very strange, um, and and changing the tense of things just because. Generally, in in past sent tense rather than present perfect, you you save a letter or two on verbs. And yeah, it's just really... yeah. You can you can leave out the uh, apostrophe ve, and you just 
And, and yes, I'll just try. Right, I saw instead of I've yeah, seen. Yeah, uh, I swam instead of I'm swimming and or went swimming and it's I. All these little tricks and people actually, there's probably a book in this that me and you could write together uh, about the the grammar of Twitter and how it's forcing people to write in specific ways. I, I'd I'd read that and Lynn Truss would love us and she would she would sign she'd she'd come to our book launch and and then we'd use her to get contacts in the BBC and then before you know it would be writing radio dramas <laughs> that, that's a good... that's 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 good that's like a two-step plan <laughs> write book meet people at BBC write for BBC profit excellent <laughs> profit profit money money ka-ching dollar signs <laughs> in your eyes or pound signs <laughs> that would be awesome uh, what do you think of Sonic 114 I I kind of like I like the uh, the expression the monarch's plague for um, this flattery, which is just I think we should just call it that from now on. I have the monarch's plague, but it's like all the celebrities today suffer from monarch's plague, yeah. or most of them. The the idea that they have to be told how wonderful they are all the time. Yeah, yeah. Just you have this filter, and then you just. You are all, all. Everything you do is 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 right and good and perfect, and you, you just kind of start believing that that you are brilliant. That that you are brilliant, which which I mean, then kind of I mean, well, you're kind of getting screwed through that because you can't see the truth, and and then you get killed by your own son, like Caesar. <laughs> Was it Caesar's son killed him? Did he? See, that's well, um, um. Not his um, biological son, but look more like his, um, his adoptive adopted son. son kind of thing. Who Brutus? Yeah, yeah. et tu Brutus. Yeah, which I don't. I'm not really sure what that actually means in. in, in... It it just means even you, Brutus. Ah, oh, stabbing him. Even you, Brutus. Bastards. See, I, I, you must admit that that politics would be a hell of a lot more intriguing if we still had that going on. I would love it if if Nick. Clegg... I don't think I don't think David Cameron and Nick Clegg would still be alive. No, but th- that would make the past four years would have been far more interesting if we knew at any point Nick Clegg <laughs> could have killed off Cameron and just taken his place. <laughs> I don't think that would have happened. You know who I think would would run the government if that was the case? I think Michael Gove. I I think Michael Gove oh, is God. purely evil, and he'd have a calling card. The, the the police would find the the prime minister dead in his chair, and there'd be a scary children's mannequin sat there, and that would be Gove's calling card. <laughs> wow! And then Gove would be. I could just—he's got it in his eyes. I think it's the. You may think I'm a small mannequin yeah. person, but I could kill you. People, people in America don't know who this is. He's he's our education minister, and he's a moron. Yeah, that's about fair, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's the John Boehner of uh, Britain. That That's about the level of stupidity that we're dealing with here. <laughs> the things he comes out with are amazing. His plan to get more than half the schools, most of the schools in the country, performing at above average standard. It's like, you, you don't know what average means, do you? <laughs> no. The minister for schools doesn't understand averages. It, well, but then we have a... We have a a, um, a chancellor who doesn't understand numbers, so <laughs> <laughs> it's insane. Our whole government structure is insane. Oh dear. 
Um, uh, yes, I, I, I like that line too. The drink up the monarchs played as flattery. I quite like the little bit afterwards, although it does go into a massive sentence. But um, or whether shall I say, might I say if true, and that your love taught in this alchemy to make monsters and things indigest such cherubins as your sweet self resemble, creating every bad a perfect best. So his eye changes bad things into good things uh, I, I just I quite like that idea that through alchemy the worst of the fair youth becomes a positive trait again we've got the the fair youth can't do something bad because by definition if the fair youth is doing it it must be good which is actually one of the arguments um you have in religion it is something bad because god says it's bad or or is it bad because it is bad and God's just making sure we know it's bad? So if if tomorrow, or if we actually took the Old Testament as word, God said to uh, the Israelites, go out and, and kill all the the men and women in, in this town over here. Um, and if you come across any virgins, just rape them. You're allowed to do that. And, and there are many instances of that happening in the Bible. Is that okay? Because morally, we know as humans that's wrong, but God told us it was okay yeah but god has a bigger plan yeah and but that dichotomy between oh god as does god create morals or not and you see this a lot on on people think atheists some people think atheists don't have a moral structure because morals come from god which is interesting that's yeah which 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 is where hitchens's um challenge to a christian comes in what was his uh, i think i think i vaguely know it. um yeah, he, he was at uh, 2005 or 2006. He argued with an archbishop or something at a debate, and he said, "Oh, which way around was it? Now you ca- you have to name a name morally good action that can only be done through by yeah, a Christian through a religious purpose." And you, yeah, and you have to name one morally bad action, which can only be done by an atheist. Yeah. Which which is impossible, and in fact, no no one has ever found an answer to it. Which because there is yeah. none. <laughs> uh, yeah, and and what's very interesting is you start going if you look at that in reverse. There are many morally reprehensible things that have been done in the name of religion, which well yeah are very very hard to justify if you don't believe in a god. The the Inquisition, the witch burnings, the. And we're not um, saying that atheists are universally The Crusades, nuts. the children crusades. Well, yeah, no, you can be an atheist and you can still be a massive There's, dick, I but... don't know whose quote it is, but the idea that religion can make a good person very bad, but it can't make a bad person good. So you can, you can take someone who's very good, give them religion, and they will do atrocious things in the name of that religion. Um, it's very... Yeah. We're talking about religion again. With... <laughs> This I, I I figure we might we might have hit a kind of limit on how many subscribers we get just because whenever we get an extra right <laughs> they come in and go oh no they're they're horrible atheists <laughs> bad yeah with that that we we probably have a very very tiny um, American audience <laughs> oh, I don't I don't get stats for that because that's in the paid thing and I, I'm too cheap to pay for the the next level up I get I got free counting not not the paid for. Oh wow! What what else? What else about this sonnet do you like? I I I can't remember when we. I'm pretty sure we had cherubins before, but I can't quite remember when that was. 
But something tells me that there is a significance in that. Oh, sorry, which in, bit? My brain completely six, six, six line down the uh, cherubins. I, I, I think we've accounted them before, but I can't quite remember when. Okay, uh, cherubin. Just, just something vaguely tells me there's a significance there, but what I can't quite remember is why. Yeah, they've definitely been mentioned. Remember before. why? Yeah, yeah. Um. I can't remember, to be honest. My brain isn't in the most workable state at the moment. But it, it, it's a nice sonnet. I still don't like that nine. Mine eye well knows what with his gust is greeing. Yeah, that is a very weird line. But you get down... It's, it's all a lead-in to, the, to that, that final bit um, about the, the cup. And to his palate doth prepare the cup. If it be poisoned, tis the lesser sin that mine eye loves it. And doth first begin. Which is quite interesting. If it be poisoned, tis the lesser sin. I, so... so... It be poisoned, as in the flattery's wrong. Yeah. So if, you, you flatter someone to mislead them. But he, but he knows that that's even if that's the case. That's the lesser yeah, sin. Even if that's the case, because it's motivated through love and adoration, and adoration. It's, it's not as big a sin as just lying to someone. Lying to someone to make them feel good about themselves is better than just lying to someone. Which I think I'd agree with. So what we, we we just we have an opposition between what 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 you think and what your eye sees. Yeah, yeah. So if if or you just just they they both they both just kind of the, the eye just kind of misleads the 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 mind. Uh, well, I don't know if it's a a self lying or whether it's a, a lying to the person you're giving the compliment to. I suppose there are two levels there, yeah. The, uh, is the lie so ingrained that you don't know it's a lie? Or is it just something you're saying to someone else? Like if you say to someone who who is on the larger side and you know they've been trying to lose weight and you go, oh, you've lost weight, it looks really good. It is Whether you believe it or not doesn't matter. It's It's less of a sin to lie to them. In that it's, it's encouraging them to uh, keep going yeah. with, with their. Uh... <clears throat> well, but he, did, but he does say that that mine eye loves it and doth first begin. Mine, my, my, his own eye loves the flattery. Yes, yes. And doth what well, doth first begin? Sorry, just taking a drink there. My my, my wake-up juice to try and get my brain actually working. The wake-up wake- juice? That sounds kind of great. Wake-up juice. Coffee and fizzy drinks and Mark's wake-up juice. I don't know how you could interpret that as, as something horrible. Let's see. You're a dirty person. I My mind didn't really go anywhere. I just, just wake-up juice just kind of... I don't know. It's early in the day. It's still dark. (laughs) It's not that early in the day, it being three in the afternoon and all. That is early. (laughs) Students. 
I'm not a student. <laughs> I haven't been a student for two years. You're a perpetual student. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I made myself laugh. That's very bad. Um, uh, this sonnet, I, I kind of confused by parts of it. Uh, the end is, is slightly confusing to me. Um, and I, I don't know why. Oh, okay, that might be why. <laughs> what? For some reason, my screen is on Sonnet 117. And I've been reading it through and through. Yeah, that doesn't, that... Yeah, going, I can't, I can't understand what, what part you're reading. There we go, switched on to the right Sonnet now. That might help. <laughs> I'm sorry. Mark, Mark is very, very sick today for... Uh... People you might not have noticed through his kind of slight fluy stuck nose and just yeah, I'm very sorry, everyone. <laughs> At least I'm not coughing uh, yet today. I haven't started coughing yet, so you don't have that to contend with. Okay, I'm now on Sonnet 114. I re- did read the right sonnet, didn't I? <laughs> you did read the right sonnet. Okay, somehow I changed page. I have no idea how I did that. Uh, see now I see that mine eye. Mine eye well knows that with his guest yeah, is loves it. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, it's... So the, the eye knows what. What is agreeing with his? What gusts in taste desire? Yeah. The eye knows. What with his gust is So, so the eye knows what what it wants. Essentially, it knows what's pretty. Yeah. And then that. And and to his palate doth prepare the cup. So it kind of, it just cons the mind into liking what it sees because the eye knows what's good. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. I like I like that reading. I'm gonna go with that reading. If it be poisoned, this the lesser sin than my nine loves it. So yeah, the the the, the flattery or the, the pretty thing that it that the eye sees might be poisoned because it might not actually be as pretty as as the eye tells the mind. Yeah, but uh, does that matter? But, if... but that's a, that's that's not really a sin because the eye loves it and and is the one who consumes it first anyway. Yeah. Is is the first to uh... to sap it to sap on it? Yeah, that makes that's nice. That's I think a nice place to end. I think you should read. This sonnet, and we shall move on to Sonda 115. Sonda, Sonda. I'm pretty sure you said Sonda. Sorry, Sonnet 115 is what I meant to say. <laughs> That's kind of a nice word. I don't know what it would mean, Sonda. Sonda, should, oh, I don't think it is a word. It would be a good. We'll make it a word. Sonda, S-O-N-D-E-R. Is that how we're going to agree to spell it? That's 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 how I would have spoiled it, yeah. Let's see if it's in the Mac Dictionary. No results found in Mac Dictionary. Sorry. Sonder. We'll, ha- we'll, we'll make, make up, up a word for it. it. Sonnet 114. Or whether doth my mind, being crowned with you, drink up the monarch's plague, this flattery? Or whether shall I say, mine eye saith true, and that your love taught it is... I don't remember th- that was Sonnet 114. <laughs> I was gonna say I don't remember the badum 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 line, but it's a good line. <laughs> or whether shall I say, mine eye saith true, 
and that your love taught it this alchemy to make of monsters and things indigest such cherubins as your sweet self resemble, creating every bad a perfect best, as fast as objects to his beams assemble. Oh, tis the first, tis flattery in my seeing, and my great mind most kingly drinks it up. Mine eye well knows what with his gust is greeing, and to his palate doth prepare the cup. If it be poisoned, tis the lesser sin, that mine eye loves it, and doth first begin. Very well done. I didn't actually realise the line with the beams. That's actually a really good line. And, and, and... Did they know how lights worked? No. I don't think they no, did. No, no way on earth. They would have known that back then. Well, they, they hadn't figured out yet. They would have known that line travels, light travels in straight lines and you could create beams of light with it, but they wouldn't know it worked in terms of a wave or particles. Yeah, but the, as fast as objects to his beams assemble. I mean... It, it just sounds very... It almost sounds like a scientific approach. You You don't see an object you see the light reflecting off the object they probably knew that because i mean that's fairly easy to discern you can't see things in the dark but when there's a candle in the room you can yeah Uh, but but beams assemble i would i wonder if that would prefer to putting up a building yeah it would have been all wooden structures back then with big supporting wooden beams yeah yeah that's where my mind would go but maybe i don't know that was that's fair enough. That yeah. was Sonnet 114 of Shakespeare's Sonnets. I've been Mark Chesley, and you can follow me on Twitter at inearent. And I've been Thierry Healers, and you can follow me on Twitter at Sound of Seagulls. And we'll be back uh, the soon-ish. I can't remember when this one's going out. We'll be back soon with on, on, on first, Thursday. This Thursday coming. Cool. We've, this this might be the late, yep. sort of the shortest time between us recording it going out. Blimey. Um, and we'll be back on, on Tuesday then with Sonnet 115, which will be brilliant and you should definitely listen in. So we shall see you next time. Bye bye. Bye. You've been listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets with Mark Chatterley and Thierry Hellis. This has been an in-ear entertainment podcast. To listen to other podcasts or find out more about in-ear entertainment, go to www.inearentertainment.com.